0: is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Hour number two,
1: 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on The Blitz Facebook page. Find The Blitz. Click like. You're good to go. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. That Degenerates975 can text the show. You know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. You missed the first hour, a lot of good stuff all over the place. A little football, a Little little uh, Rona, a little bit of everything. Um, for hour number two, though, I wanted to start off with a little football because... Oh, he thrown out a bunch of hypotheticals here. And a couple of weeks ago, um, he said, well, what if the Jaguars were to offer Trevor Lawrence? And I just thought, eh, that seems really ridiculous to me. But there was a report out of Jacksonville that the Jags may actually consider that.
2: Well, like I said, I- I'm not if that if the if that were to be offered to the texans it would be it would have to be an immediate yes right
1: see that's hard for me because you are
2: well I mean just take not, well, no I, I no what you're it, it wouldn't be unknown.
1: well no it would it it's it wouldn't be an immediate yes because for one thing you're trading him in a division where you're going to see him twice a year yes. you know he can play uh you know he's going to have a better coach than you do um and and I don't know, Trevor Lawrence by himself isn't fixing this team. Because we, we saw what they were with Deshaun Watson by himself.
2: But at least with Trevor Lawrence by himself, you've got the cap room to build a
1: roster around him. You do? If I trusted them to build a roster.
2: But also, the other thing you have to take into account is where Deshaun is right now. Like, Deshaun clearly doesn't want to be here. And there's there's not... There's no team that would offer a better player than Trevor Lawrence, like a better quarterback in return.
1: Better quarterback prospect. Yes. You're not going to get a guy who's as established as a player. Right. But I think uh, there are other deals that I would prefer to that. And the Jets deal, if I get that many picks, I feel like, Well, and again, this is if I'm running the team, not Jesus Easterby and Nick. I think if I got that many picks, I could have this team back to 8-8 eight eight next year.
2: A Dolphins deal that includes Tua, uh, yeah. Xavier Howard, and a bunch of draft picks is still the most intriguing to me. Yeah. But the thought of having Trevor Lawrence under contract for the next five years and really be able to be franchised for two after that, I mean, that's so appealing to me. It, it is. It's, I, it's I essentially just, a reset. But
1: With this crap team around him you, you could be David carring him and you know so it, it's one thing to get the quality player it, it's another thing to not ruin him and you know I, I and also so I can see the Texas trading Watson to a team within the division or to the Cowboys maybe even the Saints do you really think that they care because that's the kind of thing that fans would, get the best deal well but no the, the fans would care about that you know who doesn't care Al McNair no because he doesn't think that way it's obvious they don't care what any fan thinks they have zero interest in what the fans think they have zero interest in what anybody thinks other than one fish two fish red fish blue fish that's it that's all that matters so that's funny right there well I don't find it amusing Jack
3: shout out to the fish
1: (laughs) shout out to the fish oh I think when he was climbing out of that cave, he said "Shout out to the zombies." I I don't know, um, but so yeah, yes, I really think they do care. Watching Watson light them up, I think he does care about that. No, what what indication have they given you that they care about any of that kind of stuff?
2: I mean, also remember the alternative is Trevor Lawrence lighting you up for the for the foreseeable future. I mean, we all think that's that's going to be a thing. So, uh, listen, if, if
1: because they have the Patriots mindset, the Patriots don't care about that stuff. No, they don't. Bill certainly. Belichick just let Tom Brady walk. Yeah. And he's let everybody walk at some point. So, no, they don't care.
4: Their it, number one priority now is saving our eternal souls.
1: <laughs> and and all, you know. Yeah, it's like ABP brings up. Cal McNair told us he was happy to trade DeAndre to a good team. And it, it, that's the thing, guys as much as you you would be offended by that that's not how they think and what they've done nothing to indicate that's how they think and their quarterback has basically told them hey i don't like what you did so they doubled down yeah they gave Easter Easter be more power they fired some name name guy we don't know who, who's out of work now that was friends with the deshaun
2: yeah guy. They,
1: they didn't hire anybody that deshaun wanted they basically yeah, so if they're gonna say bleep you to him, what do you think they're gonna say to you? They're gonna do what they want. Yeah. They're a bunch of they're a bunch of clowns. And they're not even ass clowns, they're just clowns. And not not the good kind, not the Heath Ledger clown.
2: They're they're like uh They're like Pennywise coming out of the drain. They all suck. Everybody sucks.
1: Yeah. That's true. And Texas, I saw something about Wilson for Dak. We can stop with that. Dak's not under contract. And and I, I you know, I, that's a fan thing. Please stop doing that, guys. Uh, but I I mean, I think, well, I don't want to say nobody in Houston wants to see him traded at this point. Because I'm kind of like, okay, you know what? If you get the right deal. But what did I say a few months ago? So if you hire the right people, you can turn this thing around pretty fast. Remember when I said that? It's like, then do you trust them to hire the right people? Yeah. Guess what happened? What? They didn't hire the right people. They hired some right people. Well, yeah, they got some assistant coaches that I'm okay with. but um, And in a vacuum, Nick Casario is not a bad hire. I don't know yet. Uh, I, he, he's I, only managed to get to one on my rating scale, so I I, I, I can't. But if he, Jack
2: Easterby didn't exist, you'd like Nick Casario more than you do?
1: I still like him less than somebody from another organization. Okay. And, and no, I like some of those names that were on that list that they interviewed from those Cornhole Ferry people. I would have been happier. I said all along, I mean, I don't know enough about what GMs do what. Even Lance will tell you that. You know, it's hard to tell whether a guy's going to be any good or not. But go get me another organization that didn't have Tom Brady for years. Give me somebody out of Seattle. Give me somebody out of Pittsburgh, yeah. Baltimore.
2: They got you somebody out of Baltimore.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, sort of. <laughs> it's not who you had in mind. Because, well, I mean, I don't, I, and again, I don't want to be, I don't want to bag on the guy because he hasn't coached a game yet. But if I'm going to rob the Baltimore organization, am I going to go for the guy who at best is fourth on the coaching staff? At best? Because I'm pretty sure your offensive coordinator outranks you. Because he's offensive coordinator and you're receivers coach. Pretty sure the defensive coordinator outranks you. Now maybe you're getting the best of both worlds. Maybe he's the guy that that helps both those guys. and yeah. He's learned a ton from Jim Harbaugh. But why would we trust that?
4: I mean, my sources told me that they're actually going to pick up somebody from the Seattle club, their equipment manager. Well. So, that I mean, that, then you're getting expertise in the building.
2: Yeah, but I mean, listen, if you're picking up a guy, or Russ is already unhappy there, now you're picking up his equipment guy, you think that's going to make it better for Deshaun? No. Guy's been dealing
1: with a malcontent.
4: So By the way, before get better, we get text messages, I made that up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to take some calls, Freddie? Stop,
1: stop making stuff up. You're just encouraging some of this crap. Uh, sure, let's take some calls. Let's talk to Richard. Hello, Richard.
3: Hello. Sports. How y'all doing? Sports. My question to you guys is, Everybody talking about where Deshaun might go, where he might, might wind up, are the Texans going to trade him or not. What if the Texans made him sit... Didn't trade him at all, did not give him what he wanted, made him sit unless he gave it, gave up his trade clause.
2: I mean, that's entirely possible. I mean, the Texans don't, like I've said before, Deshaun has maybe 10% of the leverage in this whole deal. The Texans have all the cards. If, if they don't want him, if they don't want to trade him, Deshaun has to decide, do I want to lose massive amounts of money or do I want to take the L on this one and go out there and play?
1: Well, I just think from a PR perspective, it's stupid for them to drag this out. If it if, is, but what
2: do the Texans have to lose from a PR standpoint? They're already the laughing yeah. stock of the league.
1: Yeah, but it, it also—that's th- this crap isn't going to stop if you do that. You know, you, you're going to have we're you're going to be talking about this. Oh, Deshaun unhappy, you know, and all this stuff. I mean, it's all going to be going on forever. And somebody says, "To be fair, to be fair." When people asked about the Deshaun Watson trade previously, you would always say, guys, stop with that. It's not happening. Just stop with that. Seems like every possible scenario needs to be addressed, even if it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Not every, not every, Dak for for Deshaun is just dumb. Let's just well, stop Dak's with not that. not under contract. He's not under contract. Exactly. We're not going to sit here and consider every single thing that somebody comes up with because they think it's cute. Be realistic.
2: The PR thing doesn't bother me, though, for the Texans. That, like, that's like, Antonio Cromartie having a, a 15th kid with a, another mom and people going, oh, can you believe that? Like, at some point, we already, like, okay, you, you've got but, uh, but 14 also, baby mamas. What's 15? But, but we see how
1: the media, when they get their teeth into something now, this is, I mean, Watson's been the dominant story nationally. Yeah. It's going to keep doing that. They're going to analyze his every move. Oh, he showed up with his shoulders slumped. He's depressed today. It it, it That doesn't help the team. That doesn't help anybody. And if you're smart, you just go and, and get the best deal you can, get the hell out of this, and start over. That's it. And and let him break down in New York. All right.
2: I got to tell you guys about Pajamagram. You want to uh, get your gal something special for Valentine's Day. It's right around the corner. Uh, and, guys, Pajamagram's got you covered like they always do. Uh, they've got something for everybody, and if you're looking for – uh, something cozy, comfortable, that's going to make her happy, help her relax at the end of a long day. The Tempting Touch Pajamas, available exclusively from our friends at pajamagram.com. That's the way to go. That's how you give her the gift of comfort and relaxation. Uh, they're made with micro velvet, a new fabric, silky smooth, addictively soft, the softest material in the history of time. They're going to keep her warm and cozy from head to toe all year long. They compliment her every curb. I mean, this is, this is a win-win, and that's what we're all about, win-wins, right? She's going to slip them on after a long day, start melting away her stress. You're going to love them. She's going to love them. Check them out at pajamagram.com, and best of all, free gift packaging. I always tell you this is a big deal because you don't want to do it. Free gift packaging with every order. Uh, time is running out. Get to the Tempting Touch pajamas. Get your free gift packaging today. Just go to pajamagram.com. Fast, easy delivery by Valentine's Day guaranteed. That's pajamagram.com. Tell them
0: AJ sent you. Stop at that from the bottom to the top and back the ill sound reverberating for decades. They're gonna wanna copy that you hit the borderline cocky cat talking like I think This is the blitz on ESPN 975. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back
1: on The Blitz. Let's uh, try the phone line again. There's James. James and James. Let's take uh, James 1. What's up, James 1?
2: What's going on, man? Sports, man. What's up? I don't know much, man.
5: I. Uh, so, what about a trade to the Broncos for Watson? Uh, well, the Broncos don't really to... have
2: the assets. Is the problem we've we've talked about this? The Broncos don't really have the the what it would take to get him. Yeah, and because as Drew Locke is not like that's not a starting point. No, you know there. Like if you're talking about Tua and a ton of draft picks, or Sam Darnold and a ton of draft picks, mind you, those draft picks are in the top three this year. So that, that already makes it intriguing. Like, you've at least got a, a quarterback that's got potential and a top three draft
1: pick this year yeah, to yeah, start. That's the thing. And, and, and like the guy saying, oh, you have to look at everything. No, you really don't because it's real simple to look at the teams that don't have the assets. Yeah, the, Drew, the, Drew Locke's
2: a non-starter. The,
1: the Broncos don't have the assets. The Bears don't have the assets. Uh, the Raiders don't have them. There was the r- report that they were trying to trade Derek Carr to get them but you know San Francisco doesn't have the assets i mean it it really does come down to just a few teams that could actually make it happen and you know if if it does happen and he's said he'd be okay with the jets he said he'd be okay with the dolphins and if i'm the texans i'm i'm talking to the jets right now and and then i'm getting that deal and then i'll 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 let all you other guys say all right i'll say what well, can you beat this can you beat four number 1s two number 2s quinn and williams and taking Whitney Merciless's contract and maybe even Randall Cobbs. Can you do that? Because if they say yes to that, I'm doing it tomorrow. I don't care what Deshaun's done. I don't care who he is. I'm making that deal. And then but you know what? Then again, I'm trusting Nick one Casario, one rating Casario to uh do everything right with that. All right, let's let's try other James. Hey,
3: what's going on, guys? Sports, man. So I want to shift gears if I can. I, you know, Deshaun, if he leaves, he's going to one of two teams, and they're both in Florida, and y'all have, y'all have major points on that, and I agree with those. But but I want to ask about y'all's opinion on uh, the Astros and, and on 2MLB.com uh, reports. I, I've been reading, you know, top free agent signings each team. Corey Clover stands out. David Dahl stands out. Two, two needs for Houston, an outfield replacement at – and I say this because of James Click being a new GM who got famous for making cheap investments in players and, and churning out quality products on the field. Why are we letting guys like that walk when, when they're cheap talent, proven talent? Some of them may have some injury issues. And, and yet, and I say this because you've got Paxton sitting out there, Rizzy sitting out there, innings eater. Paxton's ate our lunch when he pitched for Seattle for years. I know we didn't have a great year in, in, in New York, but you're sitting there seeing somebody that, hey, maybe I can get them on the cheek because of it. Corey Kluber, $11 million, goes to New York because he was hurt last year. The, the top three Cy Young voting award and a Cy Young finalist the last six years. What are they doing? And, and do you think it's still the scandal that, is, that, there's stuff that they're not talking about publicly as to the players don't want to come here? Because of that, and that's what they're not putting out there, why we're not going to get these guys. And I'll shut up and listen.
2: Well, I mean, some of the guys you mentioned, Corey Kluber, that's not going to be a cheap guy, I wouldn't think. Uh, but, it, I, again, I think that the, the Astros, you're looking at a, a, a team that's not going to want to spend a lot of money on outside stuff right now. The fact that they just gave Carlos Correa some money, it seems like the Astros will probably they should get a reprieve from from fans about complaining about not spending money, because I didn't even expect them to do that.
1: Yeah, so, I, I think you you better get used to the idea that the fact that they hired James Click tells you what kind of team they're going to be moving forward. They're not going to be players for any of those guys.
4: I mean, the Yankees signed Kluber yesterday for eleven million dollars on a one year deal. So that's what kind of money he was. I, <laughs> but he also was going to the freaking Yankees. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't know if
2: he would have signed with the Astros for 11 minutes. Like, I mean, I mean, he may just wanted to play with the Yankees. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's I, the other thing. You also have to keep in mind that there is sort of a stigma right now to playing for this team that a lot of guys aren't interested in
1: dealing with. And, yeah, I mean, frankly, I mean, it's – I don't think until they know how many fans are going to be able to have, until they do any of that stuff, how much money they're going to have. I, I think right now any team that's not the Dodgers or Yankees and doesn't care needs to kind of watch their finances, especially if you are going to try to re-sign Correa. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm glad you're passionate and you have anger about it, but realistically I just don't see them doing much of anything. And, I mean, that's the direction they've decided to go. So as you keep saying, very few teams have the assets. Are the same people who traded D Hop for a broken running back and a half package? That's account. true. That is true. Which is why I don't necessarily trust them. And you know, somebody else said that uh, uh, no way the Jets would trade Williams. He's a stud. I, sure. So is Deshaun. Yeah.
2: Lots of studs out there. Hate to
1: break it to you, if you, yeah. And again, I don't, I don't trust this. Uh, organizations that's I mean, ask the Astros go out and get Charlie Morton again. He signed with somebody already. Yeah. So, I mean, it, uh, guys, they're not going to spend money this offseason. and it getting Brantley back was a big win. You should be happy with that. Um, but you know, this isn't the Jeff Luno Astros anymore and they're, they're going to try to build this thing the way that Tampa's built and build around the guys that are already paying a lot of money and doing it in the middle of a pandemic where, the teams aren't making what they used to make, so I mean, I, I I'm glad that people care, but being realistic here, it, it, it's not going to be the same. You're not going to be able, you're not going to have what you had when you had Cole and Verlander, right. the best rotation in baseball, won 108 games. You're not going to be that, and you know, 11 million dollars for Corey Kluber, who may or may not be healthy and hasn't been for a while. I might add. Uh, is, is a good bargain for the Yankees. But for the Astros, if you're going to need to use that money on uh, on other assets at some point, I mean, you're not the Yankees. So I think they have to just... I mean, this is the path they've chosen. I don't know if it's the right one or not, but I'm willing to give the guy a chance because Tampa's, Tampa's done okay without spending a hell of yeah. a lot of money. And you've already got guys you're paying for. Including a guy who's not going to pitch for you this year. And you you great. got sixty million plus between Verlander and Grinky, and only one of them's going to pitch. So and let I I do think give them a little bit of a pass on the whole you're not spending money thing. Yeah. So seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six um. Fred Tampa doesn't pay players a lot of money. They didn't build around high dollar players. No, but they also they have a really good farm system. That and that's what you brought this guy in for. And theoretically, you find players around that besides the guys you're already paying. But you know that, and and I think long term, if I were a betting man, and I am, that's going to be the whole thing. I mean, that's going to be what the Astros are going to be as these guys start. You know, basically moving out and on, but but they got to rebuild this farm system because they they, and they rightfully so used a lot of capital to try to win a series. Don't think anybody blames them about that. So, and but asking them to compete with the Dodgers and Yankees in a payroll battle ain't going to work. No, it just doesn't work. So, but I mean, I think I'm, I'm willing to give them a chance and see what they do and how they do it. Because um, it is kind of a tweener position where when Jeff Luno was here, you had stars. So you traded prospects to get more stars. Well, this team's not going to be full of stars. You got four or five guys who are pretty good and you can build around that and stay competitive. But long-term I I would bet that's the direction they go. Uh, And, and IOT says they know they're in a bleep division. They'll go cheap and still win it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, the A's go cheap every year. The Angels don't. The Angels will buy anything. They can't win. So not getting any closer either. No, no. It, it does, and and that also goes to show you that you can spend a bunch of money. Doesn't always work out. But I mean, we. And it is funny because if you look at the A's roster versus the Angels roster, you'd probably just say if you take the money out of it, right? Yeah. You probably say, man, I think I'd rather have the Angels roster. I got a Mike Trout. Yeah. I got, yeah. I mean, but at year in, year out, one of them wins, one of them doesn't. But well, that's more baseball talk than I was hoping to yeah, have today. Yeah, more,
2: more than expected. Yeah. All right, let's talk about TGS insurance. If you own your home, you've got to have homeowners insurance. That's part of the deal. Why overpay? I found out I was overpaying. I didn't realize it for a long time. And then I sent that text. I texted the word money to 232323. 23 23. They asked for my address. I sent that back. 15 seconds, they sent me a full and firm insurance quote with excellent coverage right to my cell phone. I compared it to what I was spending, and I was overpaying by $1,000 plus a year. So that's that's the money that I instantly started saving, $1,000 a year. And I've been with TGS now for three, four years. It's piling up. Uh, guys, why not try it? Uh, the average customer saving nine hundred dollars. Not everybody's going to save, you know, that much. Some will save less. Some will save more. You mu- and if you don't save any, well, okay, you, d- you delete the text. No harm, no foul, because there's no obligation. Check it out. Text the word money to twenty three, twenty three, twenty three. They'll get you out of your old policy. Starts you saving money right away. That's money to twenty three, twenty three, twenty three for TGS insurance. It's-
0: ESPN 97.5 This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5 Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman and we are back on the Blitz.
1: Local Music Tuesday. That sounds pretty good. Who is that?
4: That is the
1: Separatists. Ah, I think I've asked you about them before. I, I like that. So, little dust in the wind for one Martin Schottenheimer. Yeah. bomber. Eighth winningest coach in NFL history. Uh... The one thing about Marty Schottenheimer, Marty Schottenheimer was Andy Reid until Andy Reid won a title. That guy always had good teams. They had some heartbreaking setbacks, but I think he was a damn good coach.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, they. It's, I hate to say it, like, and I saw the the Washington was a Washington Post article like who always wilted in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a, kind of a tacky headline, but. When I think of him, I I always think, man, that guy was a really good regular season coach.
1: Yeah, but some of the the losses were just, you know, I mean, I don't know. Some of them were on him, but for the most part, they had some just heartbreakers, right? But, yeah, those Chargers teams, he did a nice job with. I I mean, the guy won in Cleveland. Damn near got Cleveland to a Super Bowl. The guy won in Kansas City. The uh, uh, Washington, not so much, but he won with the Chargers. And you know that, that's—I mean—it's just a pretty good career. Yeah. And it's—it's it's one of those that you look back on. And you will say, "Ah, well, he never won the big one." Boy, he had teams that were good enough too, and it just didn't happen. But I barely, I, I to be honest with you, I didn't even remember his tenure with the Redskins.
2: You mean, well, now the, the former well, Redskins. But they were the
1: Redskins at the time. That's true. I like I, call, call them Redskins. I like to call them the football team. Mama am call them Redskins. I'm going to call them Redskins. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I forgot that he was there for like five games or something. And then he went to San Diego and also San Diego at the time. So don't tell oh, Los Angeles. They were San Diego at the time. That's true. But. Uh he also had some really good teams there with Danian Tomlinson and you know Phillip Rivers early in his career. But the guy it's pretty amazing for his entire career. He had two losing records.
2: That's pretty unreal.
1: Yeah. He uh went four and twelve in two thousand three with the Chargers, his second year. And then that's when they brought in Rivers. Well, no, that's they had they had Drew Brees for the twelve and four season, I think. But he went twelve and four the next year. I have to go back and look when they, who what they did there. But that might that four and twelve might have been when Brees got hurt. And then uh, they go twelve and four, nine and seven, fourteen and two in his last year. Never got over the hump. Mm. But his only other losing season was his last year with the Chiefs when he went seven and nine. But before that, eight, seven, and one, eleven and five, ten and six, ten and six, eleven and five, nine and seven, thirteen and three, nine and seven, thirteen and three, seven and nine, and he's gone. And he he was eight and eight with the Redskins in his one year there.
2: That's pretty good, you know. It's a pretty good career, all all things. Yeah, considered. and
1: and we know how Cleveland has been a disaster for a long time. Four and four, eight and eight, twelve and four. Ten and five, ten and six with the Browns. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really been much since. But he also, I mean, they got close with those teams too. But I mean, he had some really, really good teams that were just never able to get over the hump in the playoffs. But, yeah, I, I don't think that's the right time to write a headline talking no. about his playoff failures.
2: The the those Browns teams were like that's the teams that lost to. Elway teams, right? Yeah. Like, they, almost, they were a game away from the Super Bowl type.
1: Oh, the Ernest Beiner fumble. I mean, they had – I, I saw this earlier, and I wish I could find it, but it was, like, all the heartbreaking losses for Marty Schottenheimer in the playoffs, and so there were some bizarre ones, man.
2: You said his last season in Cleveland, he was 10-6, and six, right? Correct. How – I mean, it, it, you said, like, 12-4, and 10-6, 10-6 his last three years. How does he leave?
1: I, I don't remember wh- whether his was contract was just up and the Chiefs paid him more, or if the Browns thought that wasn't good enough. I, I think he left, on, I, I think his was, contract was up. And they were just like, eh.
2: I, I know you've been, you know, the, we're the Browns and we've been in the playoffs four years in a row, but I mean, we're going to let you go. That just seems crazy, right? Yeah,
1: I I honestly don't remember what happened there. But I think he just got – he was a free agent, basically.
2: Uh, Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Four days after the Oilers' loss, which was the wild card round in his last season, Schottenheimer and Modell announced that the coach would leave the team by mutual consent. Modell felt hiring an offensive coordinator was necessary to keep pace with the Oilers and the Bengals. Uh, a pair of divisional opponents, then on the rise, which is funny to think about the Oilers being a divisional opponent of the browns, yeah yeah uh but Schottenheimer said it became evident that some of the differences we had we weren't going to be able to resolve. there you go, so boy, that would never happen in today's age <laughs> never right. A coach <sighs> goes to the playoff four straight seasons, and they just agree to part mutually. Yeah, probably
1: not. That's hard to imagine.
2: It's hard to imagine that he would even get into the final year of his contract.
1: Wow! So here's here's some of the here's some of the playoff losses. Uh, the Browns were eight and eight going against the Dolphins in '85, so they were they were a dog, but they led twenty-one to three early in the third quarter, and uh, basically blew the lead. Marino and the Dolphins beat him. Okay, so I, you can't blame him for that, right? Okay, Browns 12 and 4 in 1986. Broncos 11 and 5. That was the uh, that was the Elway game where yeah. third and 18, he completes the ball to Mark Jackson. And uh, yeah, the 86 Broncos beat his butt. And then the next year, Ernest Beiner about to score the tying touchdown with just over a minute left when he was stripped at the ball at the three yard line. Yep. Denver held on 38
2: 33. Now, mind you. The prize for that was going to play the 49ers. True. But, I mean, it's still, it's, <laughs>
1: you, 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 you know, don't, don't think like a loser. You want to go all, to the Super right, Bowl. All right, all right, all uh, right. 1988, the Oilers 24, Browns 23. Uh, basically, they had a backup quarterback and uh, the Oilers beat them. So in 1990 with the Chiefs.
2: Oh, let's don't act like you can't beat the Oilers with a backup quarterback.
1: Uh, the, the, Oilers, the Oilers were pretty good in the first round of the playoffs for a while. Um, 1990, the uh, Dolphins beat the Chiefs 17-16. Nick Lowry with a 52-yard game winner with 49 seconds left fell agonizingly short. He's had some heartbreaks. I mean, well, um, how about the 13-3 and Bills against the Chiefs in 1991? They uh, kicked the Bills' butt. Chiefs and uh, Chargers in 92. Apparently uh all these team yeah, that was a 17 to nothing game. Lost to the Bills in 93, 95. Here's a thriller. 9 and 7 Colts 10, 13 and 3 Chiefs 7. Wow. Uh that was Steve Bono was the quarterback. Pulled him for the first Brother time of all season Sonny Bono. Uh, I think it was his father uh, but he was a Pro Bowler that season. The Chiefs' record at home in 95 was 8-0, and yet they lose their first playoff game. And it goes on. I mean, uh, Jet, the Chargers, they lost to the Jets in overtime in 2004. Uh, they lost to the Patriots 24-21 in 2006. That was when the Chargers were 14-2 and and the Patriots were 12-4. and So, you know, it, it. he had some heartbreaks and then some disappointments. Such is life. Um, so was he there for Kozar in Cleveland? I don't think so. Yeah, was he? Yeah, because I thought Belichick had Kozar. I guess they both did.
2: Because that the Kozar teams; those are the ones that were playing Brady and or playing Brady, playing Elway in the playoffs.
1: All right, yeah, that's true. And Ernest Biner fumbling the ball. Yep. So anyway, R.I.P. Marty Schottenheimer. That's like
2: that. That's my first real football memories are like nineteen eighty seven ish that's like the when the NFL really started to like set in on me like that I was okay yeah I I like this stuff like that's when I remember I, like I remember the like it's funny because I remember the Bengals being good who would have thought
1: i think my first real memories and this of course is as someone who's an old was like Fran Tarkenton and the Vikings and those Dolphins teams yeah and and because I was uh when I was a kid, I went to the Super Bowl at Rice Stadium. And for a couple years, I, I guess I, the first team I remember was the unbeaten Dolphins. And thinking at the time, these guys aren't that damn good. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? In my lifetime, no. well, I'm not going to say no one's better. The, the, the Patriots had a year where they won more games in a row. So you guys keep having your little party every time somebody loses. <laughs> that Patriots team's still better than you. But that was kind of my first, uh, you know, and, and I vaguely remember the Chiefs and Hank Stram winning a Super Bowl. But I, be, obviously when when you have two parents who worked in sports, you followed it quite a bit. And at one time I had this really cool thing in my room as a kid that was, there were like these buttons for each Super Bowl. And it had the score and the teams and, yeah, and so there was like this display case of it. And I remember getting up to like Super Bowl sixteen, and I don't know whatever happened to that. But Astro, egg, don't lie, Fred. You watched live when they invented the forward pass. <laughs> yeah, I was a big slinging Sammy, Sammy Baugh guy, Ball, baby. All right, win a fifty dollars Uber Eats gift card courtesy of Hip Hop Uncovered on FX. The six part documentary series reveals the untold story of how America's streets helped shape hip hop culture. From an expression of survival and defiance into music's most dominant genre. Uh, at 547, we'll take caller 3 to 713 You're going to win a $50 Uber Eats gift card courtesy of Hip Hop Uncovered. Premiering Friday, February 12th at 9, 9 p.m. on FX and streams the next day on Hulu. All right, let's go to the man himself. Lawyer Dave. What's going on,
5: Dave? What up, fellas? Hey, blitzers! It's me, lawyer Dave, Houston-based lawyer David Mestemaker. Give me a call anytime seven one three six two six eight nine hundred. Tell me what your legal problem is, and I'll help you out as best I can.
1: And uh, you yeah, know, before we get into this, I, I, I want you to tell people what the what your name meant because uh, I, I think that's perfect for a lawyer who kicks people's ass.
5: It, okay, it comes from the thirteenth century in Germany. It means ax maker.
1: I love it, yeah. And you take the axe to you take the axe to the insurance companies. You take the axe to people who uh, uh, to doctors who who screw up people's lives. To all of them, you
5: bet. We we chop off their heads or any other parts need to be taken care of when we pursue them. You bet, Fred. That's a great one.
1: Uh, disclaimer: That's a metaphor. Uh, let's not. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the cool thing is uh, if they need your help. Uh, They can call you anytime. You don't get paid until they win, so if they need to go to a doctor who's not going to screw them over, you can take care of that.
5: That's right. In fact, we have a a large contingent of people that call us that don't speak English very well. We have Spanish, uh, Vietnamese, and Chinese translators on board if somebody's got a family member that needs that kind of help and they can't speak the language. But as you said... If you don't have money to get to a doctor, we'll get you a doctor without any money up front. If you don't have a car to get there because your car has crashed, we'll arrange for transportation. None of this money, out, none of this without with a penny out of your pocket will square up when we finish up.
1: Um, and you know what? There's a reason they call him El Tigre Tejano. So uh, <laughs> he speaks a little Spanish. So tell them how they can get in touch with you, Dave.
5: Yamame a la 736 8900 Did you get that, Fred? Si. <laughs> <laughs> Call me at 713-626-8900 or email me at LawyerDave.com or send me a tweet at LawyerDaveLaw or find me to my buddy Fred. He knows where I am all the time.
1: All right. If they need a lawyer, what do they do?
5: They had better dial Dave.
0: Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five. You're listening to the Blitz on ESPN ninety-seven five and on ESPN ninety-two five. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. All
1: right. You know what time it is. It's time for the Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The gym of
2: the day. It's the gym of the day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the
1: Day. Or, as they say on Google Translate, Es la joya del día de los... Yoyeros Stop Stop The Zadok.
0: Ah,
2: that was awesome. Wait, Zadok Jewelers is moving. I don't know if you've yeah. been to the Galleria recently, but there are like a million trucks and sign spinners letting you know that Zadok Jewelers is moving. I don't know where they're moving to. They should let us know.
4: I mean, they've been advertising it on the, uh, on the air with us. Yeah.
2: Okay. I, I, they, the new address? Yeah. Okay. And they're
4: doing a big sale at the old location, I think, still. So yeah, if, you're, oh, yeah. if you're in the doghouse right before Valentine's Day, not the worst idea to head over there and... You know, pick yourself. Get something else that's, that's going right. to get you out of the doghouse and get her to smile for Valentine's Day
1: and sing the gym of the day song to them because they love that. So, all right. Anyway, here's your gym of the day. Uh, I don't know if this would be a Karen or just an entitled youngster or what, but or just typical Oklahoma. But an eighteen-year-old Oklahoma girl. Called police because something was stolen from her. How about her fake ID was taken away at a bar? Ooh. By the uh, bar staff.
2: Not wise, guys. You, you don't normally want to snitch on that.
1: Yeah, that's one where you're probably not calling the cops to say, These guys stole my fake ID. Uh no, they took it away from you because it was a fake ID and you weren't supposed to be in the bar. <laughs> Investigators say that Blake Lee Sands boy, that sounds like an Oklahoma name, Blake Lee. All one word. I guess it's Blakely. Yeah. Either way, uh, she sought admittance into a bar in Edmond outside of Oklahoma City. But she was turned away by a bouncer who confiscated her phony Texas ID, which carried the name McCarney Queen. McCarney? McCarney. Oh, boy. Is that any dumber than Blakely Sands?
2: I've known girls named Blakely before. I've never known a McCarney.
1: When her demands for the ID's return were rejected by bar personnel, Sands made the mistake of dialing police. Cops responding to the call were met by Sands, who recounted the seizure of her ID and the bar's refusal to return it. The teenager insisted the ID was authentic and that she was, in fact, McCarney Queen. However, when officers ran a computer check on the license number on the Queen ID, it came back to a male Texas motorist. (laughs) Uh, when confronted about the discrepancy, Sands reportedly said she thought her fake ID ruse would not be detected by police. Okay, Blakely, you're, I'm going to, on the IQ scale, greater than or less than Cal McNair? Uh,
2: I'll go probably less than.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
4: I'm going to give her a break because she also didn't realize that Oklahoma had upgraded to high-speed internet so they could have traced the, the ID that true. fast. true,
1: yeah, because... I mean,
4: it must have happened like right before she called.
1: Because she probably thought it was carrier pigeon and that wasn't going to work. But basically she was arrested on a felony charge of presenting a fake ID with the intention of misleading a peace officer. That's a felony in Oklahoma. Um, Since a check of assorted databases indicates the name McCarney Queen does not exist. uh, That's another thing. This this whole, whole internet thing can really make your life miserable. Punch in that McCartney Queen, there is no such thing. And it's a ruse. Yeah. You've been discombobulated. <laughs> um and if if you look at her, she kind of looks like a Blakely who's gonna grow up in Oklahoma and probably be doing meth in a couple weeks. She'll live, in, she'll, yeah, she'll live in a trailer.
2: Live in a trailer, have like I don't know. I don't know what an Oklahoma number of kids is. Eight to nine, I would guess. Nope. Some of them have shoes, some of them don't. Sometimes she wears shoes, sometimes she doesn't. She'll probably have a, a pack of cigarettes rolled up in her shirt sleeve eventually.
1: She'll have an OU tattoo on her back. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So uh, that is yours, Zadok Jewelers, Gym of the Day. The Gym of the
2: Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jewelers
1: Gym of the Day.
4: I think my generation is the last one that could actually get away with a fake ID because then the internet became so popular you could just google anybody from your phone
1: yeah I, I I don't know how fake IDs would actually work now you have to be a hacker right you'd have to put that person into not that I'm asking for anybody to you know break the law or anything but if somebody actually does that kind of thing like give you a fake passport so you can get out of the country and go live in Mexico Uh, I wonder, I mean, do you have to hack into a system and create a person? Well, IDs,
4: I think, would be even a little bit more difficult because they have that magnetic strip that's easy to just scan and run through a computer. Hmm. I don't think passports have it. But if you were underage and trying to pass off a fake ID at the bar and the cop says, oh, let me check it real quick, they could easily just run it through a database like they did with her.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think... uh it's got to be hard now. It's just like anything else. It's It's, it's got to, it's like, you know, if you're trying to have an affair, everybody's got cameras on their house. Can't sneak anybody in. You can't use fake IDs. You can't self-pleasure in the middle of the street because there's CCTV. It's just the world's changed, man. And unfortunately, we have to change with it. Yeah. So your bet looking okay there? It's looking great. All right, there you go. Uh, but it's early yet. Now, most places aren't going to check, right?
2: I don't know. Like, honestly, uh, my brother tried to, uh, his buddy tried to get into a, a local establishment here with a fake ID probably, I'd say, five years ago. And the guy, just, and it, it looked pretty good to me. The guy looked at it and handed it back to him and was like, No and i compared his to mine and i i couldn't see a difference so
1: i what i i remember what girls used this is way back now we're going back to my time what girls used to do to sneak in with fake ids they'd put them in a washing machine and, and claim that's why they didn't look right which is all fine and dandy except when you're going with the same four or five girls and they all have one that looks like that it's like hey dummies tried to tell you you're going to get caught they got caught So, uh, 713-780-ESPN, your number, 713-780-3776.
4: I had a buddy in college spend the night in the drunk take in New Braunfels because he was underage and couldn't walk after being on the river for three floats. (laughs) And cops were there at the end of the night checking everybody and were like, you look a little bit young to be this stumbling over drunk. Maybe we should take you in for a PI. Where's your ID? Oh, it's in my truck. They walked him back to his truck and he handed them the fake ID.
2: Oh,
1: no. Well,
2: eh. And, of course, they
4: saw right through it. Just, they, they were not. Nice. Did they really? Really? <laughs> they let him just sleep it off, but it could have been much worse for him.
1: So, uh, shout out to our buddy Cody Stutes. He's got a new gig. He's uh, going to work with Outkick to build their podcast and OTT network. All right. Good dude. Uh, miss having him around. So, glad to see people get jobs in this economy. Certainly. All righty, that's two hours in the books. Don't go anywhere. We got guess what? Not good at math. I think we have one more. We'll do it. We do it. We come back. It's a blitz on ESPN ninety seven five ninety two five. This is
3: Heisman Trophy winner, and College Football Hall of Famer Eddie George, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5.